award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, once again, we're on Zoom today. We've got a group of folks with us. Ian Huey is our our fish guide uh, expert. He's been telling us how to catch bass all year, and we're going to have another show with him via Zoom today. Uh, Mr. Mike Parsley, our uh, Assistant Chief of Communications and Outreach is with us as well, so we're glad to have him. And then as well, Don King, he's always here with us, helping us uh, control the conversation and drive discussion. So thanks, Don, for being here. Thanks, everybody, for being here. You bet, Jason, and uh, you can thank me later for getting you one of those cool hats. I'm liking it. It looks good on you. Yeah, thank uh, you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah those just came in. If anybody's interested, if you're if you're listening on the radio, it's uh, it's a summertime version of the hat that we were we were featuring before, and uh, it's it's really comfortable, uh, lightweight, and, and uh, great for the spring and summer. But it's it's a it's a good hat. I'm I'm liking it. So when you buy your license this spring, if you haven't already, um, be sure and pick one of these up. It's a twenty dollar donation to our foundation and. Uh, it's hey, you can be able to wear it all year and beyond. So, yeah. like I said, it looks good on you, Jason. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, pick it up at GoOutdoorsTennessee.com. That's where you get your licenses. Uh, pick up your your hat there, and uh, yeah, so awesome. Just wanted to let people know that um, we got a new FAQ out there on our website, uh, tnwildlife.org, to uh, to check out some of the things that's happening during this COVID nineteen pandemic uh, that we can try to get some of the answers out to you or some of the most frequently asked questions they're out there on our on our website now and, and you said the ladies in the office are the ones that can come in are trying to answer questions as well right Don? That's right and just because our office is not open to the public there are folks working from home um, the IT folks have made it possible for our our three ladies uh, Juliana, Cindy and Claire to be our front line on the phones and uh, answer all those questions like they normally would. But I think, you know, given the times, we've seen a big uptick in traffic to our website and for information, uh, seeking information on our app. So, you know, those are two other really good opportunities to, to get on. And, and uh, there's, you know, it's not like folks are are staying away from the office and not not keeping up the web or not answering questions. Uh, everybody's working extra hard to make it happen for, for everybody. Yeah, a lot of us are working from home and, and uh, the operations aren't coming to a halt. We're still working for you. Just like last week's show, uh, fisheries, we're, they're still out stocking fish and, and making sure things are happening on the fishery side of things, which makes Ian happy because he's, he's out there on the water. And That's right. Mike, Mike's a big fisherman too. So uh, one thing we wanted to touch on also on our website are uh, a new uh, Excel spreadsheet. And there's also, it's also embedded in our website, um, the, um, the boat ramps that are open that we manage. And I'm going to share my screen to try to show that. And if, uh, if this don't work, we'll punt and try again maybe but anyway if you're tuning in on the radio go to our website tnwildlife.org uh, you'll see this boat ramps open boat ramps button right here and you can click that it'll take you to boating ramps and access page where you can check out the interactive map or download the uh, boat ramps controlled by us and then also scroll to the bottom of the page and there's the whole list or you can sort by county region waterway etc so 
that's that's going to have a complete list of what we have open. Uh, you know, there are state ramp, uh, state park boat ramps, and TVA ramps out there, and a lot of those are closed. Most of those are closed because they're not controlled by us, and they've decided to close close their recreational areas for uh, because of this pandemic and try to control crowding and, and keep social distancing in mind. So some of these state parks are not going to be open. A lot of them aren't. And then TVA properties as well. Uh, those are not TWRA managed ramps. So uh, just something to think about when you're going to head to the water to make sure you know what ramp you're going to, who manages it and possibility of it not being open. So be thinking about that. Um, so anyway, that's our website. Uh, WMAs are open as far as hunting goes. Uh, turkey season's wide open. And um, check your hunting guide at the, uh, on our website, tnwildlife.org. You can sign or uh, log in there and check that out. Um, you know, a lot of the WMAs are same as statewide season. Some of them have quota hunts, so just make sure you know those regulations before you go visit those WMAs and make sure you got the proper permits. Am I missing anything, guys, on the updates for for this time? All seasons, all seasons remain unchanged. All bag limits remain unchanged. Uh, fish limits, everything is unchanged. We're still open for business as we've always been. Awesome. All right. Yeah, it's a great opportunity, you know, for, for folks that have been holed up at home with the, uh, the family and, and those four walls get kind of, kind of close in on you a little bit sometimes so so if it uh, uh suits you get out and and chase some turkeys or uh just head down to a local place you fish and take the family and enjoy the day keep you six feet right six feet that's right distance. no problem uh, all right well uh, ian and mike we're going to bring y'all in here and want to just kind of discuss uh, what the fish are doing this time of year mainly we've been talking bass fishing with ian throughout the year we started out you know where are they at in the winter and where are they now uh early spring and now it's it's getting toward mid-spring and and uh we're curious where are the fish now what are the bass doing and we may even throw some stuff in there on crappie and some of the other fun fish to catch but uh let's just kick it off on it's mid-spring where are we going to find these fish what are they doing yeah, definitely. Go ahead, Mike. Well, we, we started off and we were following the fish off the main lake and following them into the cuts, into the cove. And uh, now, last month, they were on the secondary points. And now, Ian, where, where are they going from those secondary points? Like, today, I know there are fish spawning. So, they moved from the secondary points. Where are they moving now? Absolutely, yeah. Right, right now is one of the best times to get out on the water. You know, awesome numbers right now. Guys are catching a bunch of fish. You know, um, quality's really good as well. Um, you know, and 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 most of the guys that you're going to see, they're up on the bank. They're in the dirt. They're they're catching these fish a lot of times just in a foot of water or even less. You know, these these bass will get up on these banks just mind-blowingly shallow and uh, that's absolutely what they're doing they're getting up there searching around a little bit looking for for a good good bedding spot you know and uh you know this is a really good time of year because you can literally grab a crankbait you can literally grab spinner bait you can grab these moving baits put your trolling motor on high and go you know and you you will catch fish you will catch fish this time of year 
and even above that, I guess you could, you can always this time of year. It's April fifteenth. There are fish spawning. So Absolutely. You can put your trolling motor down and get two foot off the bank and look out in front of the boat and every so often you're gonna see a bed a bedded fish. Absolutely. And what you're actually looking for there is so I'm out here at Old Hickory. Water's about normal for here at Old Hickory. With that being said, you can't generally it's hard to actually see the actual bass you know it what i'm more or less looking for is is lighter spots in that water you know that's that's gonna indicate a bed for you you know and and a lot of times this time of year we'll just ease down a bank you know if it's a little harder bottom now I, it's not always necessarily rock but if you have a little bit of gravel or a chert bottom or something like that a great bait is a stick worm you can cast it around if you can't actually see the beds this is a great bed fishing bait that you can just kind of toss around the banks ultra shallow you can get it up under docks very easy to fish and you literally cast it out and you let the bait fall while you're watching your line and a lot of times that line will kind of tick line will kind of move off but i mean it's literally ultra easy bait to fish and that's kind of what we're doing right now we're just working down these banks we're in the backs of a lot of these creeks and the backs of a lot of these pockets you know and 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 just you know cranking until we get in an area that really looks like a good bedding area and then we're going over to a cinco type bait you know so when i guess that people are fishing uh i want to fish banks and they can get access to different properties to get up in these areas you're talking about. Is bank fishing a good option to catch some bass at this time too? This is definitely the time of year that the guys on the bank can absolutely kill them, you know, because everything's everything's moving up. And, and growing up on the ponds and the lakes, actually on the bank, I learned really, really quick. As you're, as you're walking up to that bank, go ultra, ultra slow because you'll be shocked how many fish you will literally see right off that bank. You know, whether they're on bed or they're just kind of up there cruising, I always like to ease up ultra, ultra slow, you know, and uh, you'll be shocked how many fish you'll actually see up on the bank. Yeah, and Ian, talk about how things can change overnight. It, Absolutely. When talking about spring fishing, it can change overnight. So you go out on Saturday and you're with you're with your friend and you're you're catching – numbers of, of fish and big fish because they're eating they're ready to go on bed and once they go on bed they don't do anything but sit on that bed right that's exactly but right once they get on the bed they're not eating you've got to force them to eat so you go on saturday you're catching numbers of fish and big fish sunday you come out with your family and you want to show them and and have them catch a lot of fish and it's not happening what do you do from Saturday to Sunday? What's the difference and what kind of baits or what's the difference in baits that you're going to do? Absolutely. So that is almost exactly what's happening today. So the water temperature out here was almost 70 degrees day before yesterday. Warm. I mean, it was perfect. I get out here today and it's in the low to mid 60s. That's a big change. That, that's a big change. I'm always going to go in the backs where I caught them you know, and I'm going to ease around. But all of a sudden, we're not catching them. Very, very simple. We're going to backtrack. A lot of times those bass, when you get a cold front like this, they're just going to move back to that next deep bank. And 
that's actually what they're doing today. They were up under a lot of these docks in zero water. I mean, they were in no water at all. This cold front has kind of bumped them back. And what they're on is the little bit deeper banks that have a little bit more angle on that bank where they can kind of get in that little bit of deeper water. And I'm talking, I'm not talking like getting down in 20 foot. I'm talking like less than 10. But when we consider that they were in one or two foot of water, you know, five or six foots that change that they need. So that's exactly what I'm looking for. Catch them in the back, gets cold, something changes. I'm going to bump back to that next deep bank. So in, 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 I may have been catching them on a crankbait, may have been catching them on a spinnerbait. I may have to kind of tone it down, grab that shaky head, grab that Ned rig, grab a jig. And you may have to kind of, kind of work with them a little bit more, you know, on those little deeper banks, but that's absolutely what you can do. And a lot of times you'll actually find a bunch of groups of, of bass that kind of groups them back up on that deeper bank. Hey, Ian, usually yes, my answer to that is I just say, man, you should have been here yesterday. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know I'm, what you mean. <laughs> I'm liking learning these tricks, though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, and it's literally as easy as that. I'm going to look at that map. I'm going to see where those contour lines go from wide down to tighter groups right there. And that's absolutely where I'm going. And it can work the other way too, right? So, hundred percent cold front, it can knock them back into that first that first break, right? Exactly. That's exactly right. If it warms up, they can go from eating moving baits to just locking down on the beds, and you're not going to get bit unless you start throwing the Ned rig or that stick bait. Stick bait is is a very or a or a drop shot even that you can just shake in the bed. If they are on bed, they're not going to eat moving baits, right? Absolutely. That is absolutely right. You know, and that's where that Cinco-type bait, it just kind of goes right there in front of their face, and they can't not eat it, you know, whereas they'll let that crankbait go right by them, you know. But, yes, this is, this is I mean, this is the time of year to throw that Cinco right. 100%. So, uh, on Old Hickory, so if you're on Old Hickory, you're on Old Hickory today, um, what kind of banks are you looking for? I know they spawn in that grass. They absolutely do. And a lot of guys don't don't know that. A lot of guys are they'll kind of look at that grass and it's like, ah, it's brown, it's dead, you know, and you always hear, ah, it takes the oxygen out of the water. It does this. Absolutely not. What that creates for that bass is a hard bottom she can lay her eggs on. And I have caught some absolute giants out of that grass, you know, and it'll be brown, dead, funky, funky grass. And, uh, you know, they, they absolutely get in that grass to spawn. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, you caught one that was over nine. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So say if, uh, are you, pre are you presenting your, your bait and your lures? Are you using the same lures and your presentation the same on the grass as it is on the bank that you mentioned earlier? Yeah, definitely. So when I'm going down a bank, you know, we're talking a lot about crankbaits cover a bunch of water. This is not something that I want to toss in that grass ever. Anything with a treble hook is an absolute no-go. So generally, I'm going to go to a swim jig here. You know, it's got a single hook on it. Um, comes, it comes through that grass unbelievably well. Catch a lot of big, big, big fish on it. Spinnerbait, the old, old-time classic, buddy. This absolutely catches fish. Um, comes in that grass really, really nice. If I've got really heavy wind, you know, this is probably what I'm going to 
get them pick up. Now, a chatterbait is just a really good all-around bait uh, in that grass, you know. Uh, throw a couple different colors. Got a crawfish color, you know, just a green pumpkin, and then I've got more of a shad imitating color. I like to keep everything ultra, ultra basic, you know. So I'm either trying to mimic a shad or I'm trying to mimic a crawfish. And you're just going to kind of have to play with it, you know, once you get out out there on the water don't get on one color one bait and just go change everything up you know and uh you'll be surprised how many times a color change can absolutely make a big difference so we talked about old hickory if you're on old hickory right now you're focusing you know on the high high percentage areas like the, the grass the grass holds bed and fish this time of year uh, even though the dead state the dead still it's holding fish in the docks up under dockway uh, you know walkways things absolutely like yep uh, you get down on uh barkley barkley's the same way right like absolutely docks and it's got the same kind of, it's the same lake just narrower right exactly exactly kentucky lake to some extent although it's got a little bit more pea gravel right yep yep you know in in, in little difference between up at Kentucky Lake and stuff, or or any Tennessee River system, you know that it's it's a little bit more of an offshore type deal. A lot of times there, what I'm looking for is a little hump in the middle of a pocket, or right as you go in a creek, or right as you go in a little bitty pocket, you know. And you're not going to be able to graph those. You're not going to be able to graph over them because it may just be a couple foot of water. So you're going to have to go up there and just you know see if there's any any fish up there with the older method. Casting and reeling, buddy. You know what I mean? And then and then you get into your highland reservoirs like Tim's Ford and Center Hill and Dale Hollow. Uh, I guess you're looking for pea gravel, flatter pea gravel banks, and then in the, into the back of the pockets, right? That's that's absolutely correct. You know, a lot of times those where any runoff comes down and it'll just kind of weave its way all the way down. Well, it doesn't end just right there at the bank. That ditch comes on down in that water. And, buddy, that's a really higher percentage of a type of an area, you know, just right there in the middle of that ditch, you know, right in the middle of the pocket, not even on the bank, you know. It'll be right there in the middle of that pocket. We, we had a we had a little get together not long ago. Tell us how you caught him on Dale Hollow, um, and it, this was leading up to the spawn. I know they're spawning right now on Dale Hollow. How were you catching them? You know, a week ago. Yeah. So the deal there was there's tons and tons of these little bitty secondary points there, or or um, rounds they call them. I think a lot of times, but the biggest difference was it couldn't have very much water on it what i mean by that is they didn't want that bank coming down at a hard angle they wanted it flat and anytime that you could find a round that was quite a bit you know flatter but it was game on and i'm talking it wasn't one fish if you caught one you were you were catching multiples and biggins and biggins so we were cranking uh with a medium diving crankbait and that a rig they love an a rig still you can catch them now on it what about ponds and things like that? How, how are ponds fishing this time of year? Yeah, definitely. So like I was talking earlier on, on your ponds and things, when you're walking up to that bank, I cannot stress enough, walk up very, very slow and pay very close attention because I actually learned to bed fish out of ponds literally with, with the fish just a couple foot from me. You know, as, as you're walking up there, you know, um, what you're kind of going to want to do is, is – more of a 
parallel type cast down the sides of the banks. We know that they're pulling up on those banks and that kind of thing. Going parallel with your bank's going to keep that bait in that strike zone more. And, and it's the same type bait. You know, it's a square bill crankbait. It's a spinner bait. It's a Cinco type bait. Baits are the exact same. The exact same. Awesome. All right. Um, you, you've talked about Old Hickory and, and Barkley and Kentucky Lake. They're, they're all more difficult to actually see the fish on bed. Absolutely. If you get on Dale Hollow and Center Hill, uh, it's different, isn't it? Absolutely. Tell us about that. So generally, when you're up there, obviously, water's quite a bit clear. You can actually bed fish. When I'm actually trying to bed fish, what I'm looking for is little bitty pockets that are out of the wind. Very, very protected pockets. I want a good, bright sun. I'm not going to try to bed fish if I, if I don't have the sun and if I don't have calm water. If I get both of those, what I'm doing is as I'm going down that bank, ultra slow. We're not speeding down the bank here. We're easing down that bank. Tossing this, as I'm looking, just blind casting, blind casting. When I see that bass up, up on bed, if you have poles, drop, drop your poles, you're gold. If, if you don't and you have any kind of wind, you want to get that bow of the boat into the wind. What you're trying not to do is when you hit that trolling motor, you don't want that wash washing over that bed. So I'm going to try to get the nose of the boat into the wind where if I do have to hit the trolling motor, my wash is going behind me. And then, honestly, it's a choice of baits. I, nothing moving, but Cinco's an awesome bait. Any color that you can absolutely see, this is the time of year that you'll catch them on the hottest pink fluke that you'd ever, ever thought, you know. One of the biggest keys is to actually be able to watch your bait in the water because you may catch kind of glimpses of that bass moving in or out, but if you can see that big bright bait on the bottom and then all of a sudden it disappears, you know what's up. So that's probably my biggest deal is you don't want to wash anything over that bed, yeah, you know, with the trolling motor. It'll, make, it'll obscure the fish. You won't be able to see anymore. Um, and you can use the, the brighter colors, hot pink and just ultra white so you can see it. Not because the fish is, the fish is not hungry. The fish is moving that bait out of the bed because he sees it or she sees it as a threat to the bed, right? That is 100% 100, 100 true right there. That's right. And, and another point to that is you see a lot of guys, they want to use the aviator six pound test you can throw braid they they don't care they don't want to eat they know it's not natural they know it's not supposed to be there they just don't want that dude in their bed you know so you, you can use more or less anything that you can really see in that water is 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 a good good deal all right i can take uh, my kids to walmart and have them pick out whatever color they want we're gonna catch fish on it then <laughs> game on buddy when you're bed fishing when you're bed fishing <laughs> Uh, any other tips that you want to tell us about bedded fish in the month of April um, and, and make sure that people get out there and catch fish? Yeah, yeah, just just your main deal, if you're actually bed fishing, bright colors, keep the bow into any little bit of wind that you can, get in those really shallow protected pockets. That's 
that's my biggest deal right there. And, and, and not even necessarily bed fishing. If you're just going down a bank, keep moving, keep on throwing that crankbait, spinnerbait, chatterbait, you know, this is the time of year to catch fish. Because uh, I guess what we also need to remember is not all the fish are bedding at one time, right? So you That is absolutely right. You can continue to throw uh, a moving bait. You may not throw it in the same places that those fish stop biting because they did go on bed, but you can move further out and start catching either pre-spawn or post-spawn fish, right? That is exactly right. And me, personally, I would actually prefer prefer to catch those secondary point fish or or as 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 they're kind of moving up because generally you're gonna find better groups of fish you know which me guiding obviously that's that's very nice to be able to find something like that and, and generally you're looking on a secondary point or that last deep water you know bank moving in there so you can pretty much catch them any way you want this time of year you just got to get out there and catch them that is absolutely right that is absolutely right before we run out of time what's a big one you've caught here lately what's 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 the best fish you've caught here the last couple couple weeks or so we've had a couple over six nice ones and i'm talking they are in no water right now they are up on the bank in the dirt buddy Okay. You're going crappie fishing today. Tell us, tell us how you're going to catch the crappie today. Yeah, actually, out here on Old Hickory, the crappie bite's been a little bit hit or miss. We're actually on channel banks still. You know, uh, uh, the majority of our bass are coming on those creek channel banks under docks, you know, and, 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 and they may not be in that ultra-deep water out at the end of that dock, but they've got that access to the deeper water. I have no idea why I can't catch them in the dirt like you ought to be able to right now. But uh, that's primarily what we're doing. We're throwing a 16th ounce head, you know, something like this. I'm not really big into the colored lead heads. I don't try to make it too darn complicated. If it's clear water, I'm going to go with a natural bait. You know, I'm going to go with like a milk monkey type of a bait. I'm going to cast it and then let that bait drift down that bank. I'm not reeling. I'm casting up, letting it drift. A little bit of bow in your line and you're really watching that line because a lot of times you'll never feel him bite and that line will just kind of hop right so casting out letting that dude drift you know awesome. another thing once i get in that shallower water i'm I, i'm gonna move to a more of a moving bait like that more of a twister tail type bait you know i'm looking for brush you know normal crappie stuff Cool. And don't forget our fish attractors. You're gonna you're gonna find crappie around those uh, on Priest and other places like that. I mean, they're hot right now too. So that's a fact. That's a fact. Well, uh, Ian, I appreciate you joining us today. I don't know. If we're about to run out of time. So you do you get out and turkey hunt at all? I mean, it's it's that time of year. Uh, do you have do you have fun doing that, or do you get out and do uh, that? I absolutely love it, but it's uh it's sure enough frustrating. It'll make you pull your hair out. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I hear you. So you need to have Mike teach you a few things. I guess, yeah. Please, somebody. (laughs) Uh, Well, I appreciate you guys jumping on today. Uh, It's been a good show. I think folks now know how to find some bass during this time of year, and uh, hopefully they'll have some success. And uh, What do they say, tight lines? Is that it? Tight lines, baby. (laughs) Uh, Mike, I appreciate you jumping in on this show uh, and give us a chance to introduce you to the folks out there. 
watching these uh, Wildcasts and appreciate you uh, joining us today. Thanks, guys. Uh, I guess that'll wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And uh, we'll see you next time on Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do.